Live from Earth, it's Space Radio. This is Paul Sutter, and coming up, we're talking about it turns out that the universe is kind of big. And of course, taking listener questions about all things in this gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful universe of ours, because that's exactly what this show is about. We record every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, so call... Oh, no, stop calling. Don't call the number. Man, I is in my brain, and we are going to instead leave voicemails at spaceradioshow.com. And in today's Blue Shift, I'll talk about changing the world. But first, the news. Hello, space fans. Welcome to Space Radio. I'm Paul Sutter, astrophysicist at Ohio State. And for the next half hour, you're very own agent to the stars got an exciting show for you today on space radar where we talk about the universe you know small topic you know it we'll get it we'll get it done in in a matter of minutes and then we'll be able to move on to other things this show lives on listener questions we record every thursday at 4 p.m eastern here in studio a of wcbe radio columbus so leave a voicemail on our website that's spaceradioshow.com as easy as eating pie and if you've ever eaten pie it is a very easy thing to eat and Leaving a voicemail is just as easy as that. You can also follow along on our live streams on YouTube and Twitch. Also go to spaceradioshow.com for those links. And you can watch live with the Space Cadets tuning in right now from around the world, including but not limited to Halifax, West Yorkshire, Liverpool, Neptune, New Jersey, Ashburton, New Zealand, Warsaw, Poland, Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada, Garden Grove, California, Tucson, Arizona, Virginia Beach, Virginia, London, UK, Morgantown, West Virginia, Portsmouth, UK, and Curitaba, Brazil. Tuning in right now, those space cadets, get those questions. And seriously, folks, I've prepped four. Four minutes of material, not even really that. So get those calls in. Before I start taking calls, I wanted to share some cool spacey bits of news I saw recently. And what caught my eye, what caught everyone's eye, is the legacy deep field from the Hubble team. So sometimes the Hubble Space Telescope, starting in like 1994 and 1995, we just have it stare at empty patches like, oh, look, see that spot over there with like no stars? Let's stare at that for a really long time and see what we might get. You never know what staring into the abyss will get you in this case it brought a whole lot of galaxies and we called it the deep field stunning stunning image where you see all these like fuzzy blobs and little dots and each one of these is an entire galaxy which is just crazy to think about over the years we've created more of these so-called deep fields and then most recently we stitched together 7500 exposures to make this image and this is a single image it contains uh half a million galaxies just in this little little patch of the sky and what you're looking at when you look up this image, sorry, I can't like show you the image via radio because, you know, limitations of the medium. Greg's going to get working on it, though. Right, Greg? Thank you, Greg. Is it's a time capsule. This is literally a time capsule of our universe because it takes time for light to travel from one place to another. So when light hits your eyes or light hits your telescope, it's not as the object is now, like now it's as it was in the 
past. And the further away an object is, the further into the past you are looking. So in these images, there's a whole bunch of galaxies. Some galaxies are close to each other. Some galaxies are very, very far from us. The ones that are further are as they were in the young universe. So we're peering back, not just thousands, not just millions, but we're peering back billions of years into cosmic history. What we get from images like this, it's not that we get to follow one galaxy and see how it evolves over billions of years, because that would literally take billions of years. And nobody got time for that. But instead, we can look at a population of galaxies when the universe was very young, a population of galaxies when the universe was middle-aged, and a population of galaxies when the universe is its present age at 13.8 billion years old. And we can compare not one-to-one, but we can look at the statistics. We can look at the properties of the young galaxies, the medium galaxies, the old galaxies, and we can piece together cosmological evolution. We can piece together galactic evolution. We can see how galaxies evolve exactly it's the exact same way if I took a picture and there were a bunch of old people in the picture, a bunch of middle-aged people, a bunch of teenagers, and a bunch of babies all in the same picture. No, I don't get to see one person grow up, but I can see how humans in general grow up from being babies to being adults to being old people. So it's the exact same way. This is basically how deep astronomy is done. This is how we stitch together the evolution of stars and galaxies and even the universe. It's by building fields exactly like this and looking through this time capsule. That's the latest and greatest when it comes to space, and that's pretty late and that's pretty great, but it's time to answer some questions. We've got a space cadet question ready to go right off the bat and a lot more behind it. This question comes from Bob Bob over on YouTube asking if the universe is infinite, am I immortal? And also a follow-up question based on that. If the universe is infinite, does that mean anything is possible? It is definitely very, very hard for us mere mortals, except for maybe Bob Bob, who might be, who might be immortal. We'll find out to wrap our heads around the concept of infinity. Like, infinity is literally a big concept. And so it's just very, very difficult to... Like, everything we know, everything we experience here on Earth is finite, both in time and in space. Like, things take up space, but they don't go on forever. Things take up time, but they also don't go on forever. So it's very, very hard for us to just conceive of the infinite. And when we start talking about infinities, some weird things crop up. For example, if our universe is infinitely big, and we don't know if it is, but let's say, let's just assume for, for this next few minutes that our universe is infinitely big. Obviously, we have our observational bubble that's about 90 billion light years across, but let's, the universe goes on past that and it just goes on forever. It's just big. It's just infinitely big. There is no end to the universe. Now, you can ask legitimate question, hey, what's going on way out there? Like really, really far away. Does it look the same? Does it look different? Does it look a little, little bit the same? A little bit different? Valid questions. 
if we live in an infinite universe, and if there are only a finite number of ways to arrange matter, then some weird things start happening. Like think about think about the arrangements, you know, the possible states of the universe of of this atom doing this thing over here and moving in that direction, having that state. And then this this molecule over here wiggling exactly like that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. and this bit of light, this photon with this frequency traveling in this direction with that polarization, like boom, 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 boom. Like just like imagine you took a snapshot of the universe. And then you rearranged everything. Bah, 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 bah. And you took another snapshot. That's another state of the universe. Another possible way of arranging the things in the universe. And then you did it again and it again and again and again. As you might imagine, there are a lot of different ways to arrange the stuff in the universe. If there are only a finite number of ways to do it. Now, that would be a huge number. A very, very large number for sure. But not an infinite number. If there are only a finite number of ways to arrange the stuff in the universe, then in an infinitely sized universe, you will have repeats. Like this snapshot is one of many, many, many possible snapshots. If you go start traveling, which you can't because the universe is expanding, but we'll get past that. If you just go and start traveling, you'll eventually come to another chunk of the universe that has this exact same arrangement, exact same state. Because that's what it means to be infinitely big. Infinitely big means all possible arrangements happen. And all possible arrangements happen more than once in an infinite universe. All possible arrangements, to give you a sense of how big infinity is, all possible ways of arranging the stuff in the universe doesn't just get copied. It gets copied an infinite number of times. That means this instant in the universe right now, either the instant of me talking into the microphone and Greg ignoring me or the instant of you ignoring me on the other end of this radio, this instant is duplicated. And it's duplicated like over there, like you can point in a direction and say, yeah, if I go far enough over there, this exact same arrangement of matter, including this exact same scenario right now is happening. And I can go even further and it will happen again. And I can go even further and it'll happen again. I can go even further and it'll happen again. All possible states of the universe get repeated an infinite number of times in an infinite universe. Does that seem weird? Yeah. But hey, the universe is weird. Sometimes we got to get over it. Last week we talked about how Titan is weird. I think this is ups the scale. Ups the ante on the weirdness scale. Thinking about doppelgangers. Thinking about copies of this exact situation. Now, does that mean anything can happen? Well, any possible state. If it's possible, then it will happen. And it will happen an infinite number of times. Does that make you immortal? I mean, you can imagine if... You know, you're alive in this chunk of the universe and your doppelganger is alive in this chunk of the universe and you get hit by a car. Sorry for the for the violence, but that's where we're going. Uh, and you get hit by a car. But in this chunk of the universe, that situation happened. But that chunk of the universe, it didn't happen. Then you would have survived the car accident. So there'd be like a quote unquote you that's thinking still happening. But if all life must come to an end, then you know, if that's true, then every possible universe that contains you 
or every possible chunk of the universe that contains you always ends in your death one way or another. So it went from weird to dark. And that's just where I'm going to leave it. I'm Paul Sutter. This is Space Radio. This show is brought to you by you. Go to patreon.com slash PMSutter. And I'd appreciate it if all the infinities of you went to patreon.com slash PMSutter and contributed just a small amount. One or two bucks a month is all it takes. And you can keep this show going. I'll see you after the break. Or maybe not. Or maybe an infinity is a breaks. I don't know. It gets very confusing very quickly. Support for 90.5 WCBE and Space Radio comes from Thompson Hine, a business law firm serving clients for more than a century. Thompson Hine provides innovative client service through SmartPath, a smarter way to work, predictable, efficient, and aligned with client goals. More information about the firm at thompsonhine.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Paul Sutter, and this is Space Radio. We've got more Space Cadet questions lined up and ready to go. But you can join the conversation either by leaving a voicemail on the website or by clicking the links to our Twitch and YouTube live streams. Go to spaceradioshow.com for those glorious links. Now, getting us started, we've got... Nebula Cluster on Twitch asking, how do you feel about the universe being a hologram? Man, nothing ruins my day more than thinking that the universe might be a hologram. Now, you may have heard, you may have heard this phrase tossed around that like holographic theory, our universe is a hologram. Okay, I want you to just take a breath. Thank you. We're going to center ourselves. We're going to look at our hands. We're going to look at our loved ones. We're going to realize that we are here. We exist. This whole holographic principle idea comes about because we don't understand quantum gravity. We don't understand gravity at very small, very strong scales. It's just kind of a challenge. One possible idea, one possible solution to this possible, I'm going to I'm going to bold and italicize and underline and maybe even strike through because why not the word possible here that in order to solve this problem, you you translate the problem like, OK, it's like we don't understand gravity uh, in three dimensions, so we can perform a mathematical trick, then said puts it in two dimensions changes the nature of the problem. We can solve the math there and then we can translate back into three dimensions and make predictions about how gravity operates at small scales. Okay, that's called the holographic principle. We don't know if it works. It's like vaguely kind of sort of an idea. That's about as far as we've gotten in about 10, 15 years. Even if it did work, it doesn't mean the universe is a hologram. It means that there's this really cool mathematical road to solving problems where you can transform into a different space, solve the problem there because somehow the math is easier to work out and then translate back. This happens all the time in mathematics, happens all the time in physics. And so even if the holographic principle or these ideas turn out to give us a good workable theory of quantum gravity does not mean that the entire universe is a hologram. Continuing on, we are at Bob is as Bob, Bob. I'm going to go back to Bob, Bob. You're asking some really good questions today. What's the point in the universe if life was just a random occurrence or accident? You know what? I just got an idea. I'm going to answer that in the blue shift. I know as I was going to talk about change of the world. Now I'm going to talk about changing the universe. So hold on to that question, Bob, Bob. 
What else do we got? Uh, Pray for Mojo over on YouTube is asking, what are the chances of a rogue black hole could come cruising through our solar system and gobble us up? So the the big black holes, the supermassive black holes that are the size of solar systems and everything, those are firmly anchored in the cores of galaxies. You don't really need to stay up. They're not sleepless nights. We're good on that. But the small black holes, the stellar mass black holes, the things a few times more massive than the sun, mm, those can be issues. They're kind of hard to spot. You know, unless they're gobbling up other matter, unless they're orbiting a star, like how do you tell if a black hole is just there? There are ways to tell if black holes are there. You can look at the light behind them. And the starlight that passes nearby the black hole will get bent by the presence of the black hole by through gravitational lensing. And so we we have a mathematical or we have a technique called microlensing that can actually look for rogue black holes, black holes just wandering around like like Ronin in the galaxy. Those techniques, those observations aren't fully up to speed yet. You know, we've captured a few like rogue planets with this trick, but not black holes. If a, a black hole like two or three times the mass of the sun were to pass through the solar system, it wouldn't necessarily gobble us up. Right. It's not that black holes suck any more than anything else. If I have a black hole, the mass of the sun and the sun, they're their gravitational influence is identical because they have the exact same mass. They suck equally. Just one's a little bit brighter than the other. So if I have a black hole that passes through the solar system, if I'm not close to the black hole, it's like anything else of the exact same mass flowing through the solar system. So what would it do? Well, it would be disaster, but not because it would suck us up but because it would destabilize our solar system. Because it still has that gravity, whether it's a star or a black hole or a spaceship or just whatever, if, if you've got that big thing passing through, it's got a lot of gravity, it's going to tug on all of the planets, it's going to tug on all the comets, it's probably going to tug on the sun itself. It will completely destabilize our solar system. What would be the output of that? Well, that's impossible to predict. Because it's a very chaotic setup. It's a very chaotic scenario. You can't tell what you're going to get at the end of it. But it wouldn't be good news. Maybe the Earth would survive just fine. Maybe Jupiter would crash into us. Maybe we'd crash into the sun. Maybe we'd get ejected from the solar system altogether. Maybe, maybe not. It'd just be, it'd be fun to watch to another solar system, but not have, you know, happen to us. <laughs> We're almost out of time today on Space Radio. But before we go, it's time... For the blue shift. I'm Paul Sutter and you're listening to Space Radio and this is the blue shift, my opportunity to get a little bit closer to you. Now, I was going to talk a little bit about changing the world. Maybe I'll save it to next week, but I got another question from Bob Bob who's been hitting the, the chat with lots and lots of good questions. Basically asking like if, if life is a random chance, if life's just we got life, what's the point? What's the point? Hmm. That's a, that's a, this is a very like deep existential question. You can search for meanings of life in, in many different directions. Maybe you get it from faith and religion like that. There's a purpose. There's a point to life. And that's totally cool. And each one of you listening right now has a very personal, very deep answer to that. And I'll never stand in the way of one of those deep personal answers. 
Maybe some of you think there is no point and you're just going to live life and then that's it. I mean, I see Greg living that that ethos every single day. Just there is no point to any of it. Maybe you get it from like philosophy. You're like, well, if there's if there's, you know, our point is to like understand, you know, or just like there's so many cool avenues to answering these kinds of very, very interesting questions. I'll give you my perspective. My perspective is the point of us in the universe uh, is to make a point, right? Like, like, yeah, we exist. I don't know how we got started. There's plenty of great theories about abiogenesis. Maybe you assigned the spark of life to faith. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We got started. Here we are. Here's the fact. Right now, we exist we're surrounded by this universe and this universe is vast and cold and empty and pretty much hostile to life. And yet here we are. What's the point of all? Well, now's our chance to make a point. Now's our chance to look up at the stars and, and look at our mountains and oceans and look in our solar system and make something out of it to tell a story. Even if that story only lasts 70 years, even if that story only lasts a few hundred, even if the human story only lasts a hundred, hundreds of thousands of years, even if the story of the earth only lasts a few billion years, that's still a story to be told, right? There's still beauty there, but the beauty doesn't come from the universe. The, the beauty comes from like right here. The point comes from right here. We get to make that point. We get to create that story. We get to become the reason for our own existence. And what greater gift and beauty is there than that? That we get to forge the destiny. That we get to shape the universe to our vision. Simply because we are here. What's not going to be here in a little bit is the rest of this radio show. Unfortunately, this broadcast is almost done. Thank you for joining me on this voyage of space radio. Once again, I'm Paul Sutter, and this show is brought to you by the Ohio State University Department of Astronomy. Learn more at astronomy.osu.edu. This show is also brought to you by you. Go to patreon.com slash pmsutter to learn how you can contribute. Thanks to Greg Mobius for producing, Dan Michalka for being awesome, Nancy Graziano for wrangling the Space Cadets, and all the fine crew at WCBE Radio for making this show possible. We record every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can leave a voicemail, and you can also join the Space Cadets live. Go to spaceradioshow.com for all those links. There's also links to the Patreon, the YouTube channel, just everything, spaceradioshow.com. And, of course, thanks again, Earthlings, for listening. See you next week, and remember, science is for sharing. End of transmission. <laughs>